This program is brought to you by the Assembly of Geeks, geek content for a geeky world. Visit us at assemblyofgeeks.com. In a lot of ways, stories in the short form can be as powerful or even more powerful than those in the long form. They're straight to the point and often extremely impactful because of their laser focus on one character or theme. Forces of Destiny does just that in the Star Wars canon, highlighting key themes and expanding upon stories of characters we have grown to love. Welcome to Sky Talkers This Galactic Life. Here are your hosts, Charlotte and Caitlin. Hello, and welcome to Sky Talkers This Galactic Life. I'm your host, Charlotte. Hey everyone, I am your other host, Caitlin, and we have a really exciting episode today because we are talking all about Forces of Destiny. Yay! It's going to be really great. Um, so if you've been following along with us, you know that we are currently in the middle of our Machete series, but we have some exciting things coming up for this episode, so we're going to be back on with our Empire Strikes Back um, discussion on our next episode. So... We're still going through it. Don't worry. We're really excited to talk about Empire Strikes Back. It's just going to be on our next episode. Yes. But we have so much to talk about with Forces of Destiny. We're going to get right into it. But first thing, how have you been, Caitlin? What's new in Star Wars? What are you into? What's up? What's up? Um, what is up? <laughs> uh, well, I'm finishing up my internship right now, so that's kind of been the focus. And my parents were here this past weekend, which, if you guys remember, I am all the way up in New York, basically Canada, and my family's from Georgia, so it was a very long trip. So they were only here for a short period of time, and we packed in a lot of sightseeing and tourism-y activities into about two and a half days. So that was really the biggest thing that's happened. And yeah, that took up a lot of my time. It's always fun to see your family, but it's also really stressful sometimes too. <laughs> yeah, it's exhausting. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about with you? Uh, I don't really know what's like totally new with me, but I did get a new desk and I set it up from Ikea and I'm excited about it. It's going to be a great place to podcast and I can decorate Mm -hmm. it with all awesome fandom stuff that I've accumulated. No, I got that new mug, that prequel haters tears mug, and I'm really excited about it. When did you get that? What is with all these things that you've been getting (laughs) and not telling me about? Um, I got it yesterday and I'm excited. And I also got the Her Universe Naboo skirt and cardigan. Yeah. And I'm so excited about it because everyone knows, like, I love Padme and I love Anakin and Padme and it's like totally shameless and (laughs) they put it on a skirt. (laughs) And that's basically it. You know, I think it's kind of shocking that we're in like the latter part of 2017 and we're just so much closer to The Last Jedi. I can't even believe it. It's crazy. I texted Charlotte today about, OMG, The Last Jedi comes out this year. You know, you're just doing your day-to-day things, and then it suddenly hits you that it's coming. (laughs) (laughs) I think I I was reading about something, some house or something up here, and then my mind wandered to Star Wars, and it was thinking, you're going to get to hear Luke speak in less than six months. Yeah, it's crazy. And And then I was down a Star Wars rabbit hole. (laughs) 
<laughs> when am I not down a Star Wars rabbit hole? I know, I know. <laughs> but I think we should just get right into it and go through what we're going to be doing in each part. Um, we have a very, very loaded episode today. We're very excited to have a special guest on. In part one, we have Jennifer Muro, the sole writer of Forces of Destiny, on the show today. Woo! Yay! And in part two, uh, we are going to be talking about some of the questions you guys asked us on Twitter about Forces of Destiny. And in part three, we're going to be getting straight to the point about the criticism behind Forces of Destiny going on right now. So without further ado, let's get started. You know, you remind me a lot of Anakin sometimes. Welcome to part one of this very special episode of Sky Talkers This Galactic Life. And we are so happy to welcome Jennifer Muro onto Sky Talkers today. She is the sole writer for Lucasfilm's Forces of Destiny, as well as a number of other awesome animated series and much more on the horizon. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jennifer. Hello, thanks so much. We are super excited to have you on today to talk all about Forces of Destiny. Yeah. We love Fun. it. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. I'm so glad. Yeah, no, it's it, it came out good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And oh, the, yeah. The yeah. Dolls, I think you did good. Yeah, the dolls are starting to show up in the stores, and it's just so exciting. I cannot wait. I have not seen them in the stores yet. I just went to Target, and... I found like one shirt in the girl section and no toys. And I know it's a little early and I know it's going to be like August 1st, but just super anxious. <laughs> I haven't made it to Target yet either, but I'm, I'm I'm so jealous of whenever I see anyone else's posts on Twitter and Instagram. I can't wait to go and check it out myself, especially after yeah. August 1st. Yeah, Agreed. at this point, it, it's a little bit like a scavenger hunt, like spotted Alea in Target and a Sabine <laughs> over here. It's, yeah, I'm not near any kind of target right now, so I cannot wait um, until I yeah. can get into stores and actually pick one up for myself. Agreed, agreed. I hear it's in Toys R Us, too. People, there's random sightings there, too. So if you go to Toys R Us, you can scope that out. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So why don't you talk to us a little bit about the process of writing the series? Um, do you come up with the concepts yourself, or are they pitched to you by the story group? Um, basically, I mean, I I think early on, I was definitely coming in and just pitching some stuff. And I think it slowly grew into, I mean, it was it's always been a group effort, absolutely, 100%. I mean, that's never changed. I think early on, I felt a little more pressure for myself to be like, okay, you have to come up with things out of the top of your head and go be awesome. And then it's, it's, it becomes more like, well, then there's like, you know, jumping off points and going, Oh, well, what about this? Maybe not that, but what about that? And then it kind of slowly develops. So it was, it was a good process. I mean, in the story group, obviously without that, that it'd be nothing. It, it, they were fantastic. And Dave Filoni obviously knows everything and he's a God and there you go. <laughs> and yeah. And uh, Carrie Beck's amazing. And Josh Rhymes is amazing. And Leland Chi and, everybody it's it's uh it was a great it was a great process that's so awesome caitlin is the biggest dave filoni fangirl yeah i I am definitely (laughs) so i'm so jealous that you got to work with him um, I'm so glad. Yeah, no, I'm lucky. I, you know, we, we knew each other for years, but this was the first time I finally got to actually work with him. So it was it was nice to finally do that. Oh, awesome. gosh. Very jealous. Very <sighs> happy. Very jealous for myself. Um, <sighs> one thing Charlotte and I talk a lot about um, as far as Star Wars fandom is that there are so many entry points into the Star Wars universe. And I know, I mean, what does it feel like to have Forces of Destiny now be some kid's entry point into Star Wars? Yeah, that's crazy. It it doesn't feel real yet. I think I think eventually down the road I'll feel it more. 
Um, and, and more when, and then when the specials come out in October, like the whole full thing comes out, I think I'll feel it more and more. And when the toys come out I see it out there and, mm. and some person's eventually going to come up and probably say something like what you just said. So I think it'll eventually <laughs> hit me that this is the case and it's really, it's hard to digest right now, but if, if it is, I mean, that's just thrilling, obviously. I mean, my God, you know, who gets to do that kind of stuff? That's f- fantastic. It is. I, I have two um, twin nieces. They're about to turn three in a couple weeks here. And everyone is always asking me when I'm going to introduce them to Star Wars. And nice. I bought them their first Star Wars books. But then hearing about Forces of Destiny, I was just blown away. I was like, this is what they're going to watch. This is right. going to be so great. They're going to be able to understand it and enjoy it. It's two to three minutes. It has their attention. And I'm so excited to show it to them. Um, I haven't gotten it there yet because I'm away for the summer, but I'm okay. really thrilled for them to see it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's great. I mean, in terms of like actual like film, this is something as opposed to like, you know, in, in terms of publication, this is something they can actually watch, which is so nice. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. Yeah. Rebels might be, I guess, probably. I mean, it's it'd be pretty and colorful to them, but that would probably be as close to the understanding at three as possible. But yeah, this definitely, <laughs> yeah. I think, is this probably is- better entry point. Yeah. It is. And I think they're going to, they're going to love it. They have the, um, I think it's the little golden books. I am a Jedi and I am a princess. Oh with yeah. Luke and Leia. They're twins. So I, you know, I oh got it. I had to get those for them. <laughs> but That's I'm amazing. so excited for them to see like the Ewoks and, and Sabine and the Loft Cats with, with Jin <sighs> and, and Ahsoka. I, I just can't wait for them to see it. I think they're really going to love it. Um, but oh, it is so special that you get to be a part, the things that you've created get to be a part of these kids' stories and, and their love of Star Wars. Yeah, that's that's so crazy. I hope it influences them greatly someday, you know, even <laughs> on the small so It's amazing when we're kids, you know, I mean, we forget, but like it really does make a difference. Oh, yeah. So, if I say yeah. about it, it totally will. <laughs> I cannot wait. <laughs> so do you have a favorite episode? Um, Right now that has been shown, I can probably talk about. Um, yeah. I would love to. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk later in the future. But okay. right <laughs> um, let's see. My gosh. I mean, oh. I mean, I lo- I've said this before, but I do love writing for Leia. I mean, it's it's a dream come true to write for original trilogy, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's between the episode on Hoth and the episode on Endor or Moon of Endor. Um, mm-hmm. Those were great because I've always wanted to answer the dress question. So to do that, <laughs> I, I, I oh God, yeah, that was pretty amazing. Although it is great to write for Jin too because there's so few stories. Oh yeah. You know, on film for her left or on, you know, on moving media, you know, in books, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's, I'm, you know, who knows what's coming, you know, but like, it was just kind of a thrill to have that, but Leia, gotta have Leia, gotta have original trilogy Leia. Gotta have Leia. Um, those episodes, yeah. I, I can't pick a favorite. <laughs> I love them all, but I have to say, I think my favorite episode was the imposter inside with Ahsoka and Padme. Um, okay. I love Padme and I always want to see more of Padme. <laughs> Um, Everyone loves Padme. I know. It's funny. There's like a huge <laughs> resurgence great. of the love of Padme lately, I feel like. It totally is. And it's, and I, you know, I was, I was worried. I was like, I'm, I'm like, guys, they're, it's coming. And there, and there was like, <laughs> there better be a doll. And why isn't there? A doll? I'm like, guys, things are coming. Just wait. <laughs> and, uh, and then the doll showed up and I, I was so thrilled to see the outfit they put her in. Oh yeah. Way. I love That's that. That's a great outfit. choice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't know, if, I didn't know like if it was going to be like, I mean, she's got 10,000 dresses. So it's like, it literally could have been anything, but I was like, Oh wow. They picked that. That's amazing. So, um, 
that was thrilling. And the episode was great. It was nice to see them together again. And, you know, in that's in that small moment, which yeah. was cool. You know, something I really love about that episode and the stranger, the one with Jen, was yeah. that it really showed women helping women um, or women helping girls. And Right. Um, so how important is it for you to feature these types of scenes that depict that kind of being good and helping women? Oh, I think it's super important. I mean, there's I think there's definitely more of that kind of coming. And I think and, and we saw it also with Leigh and Sabine, which is oh, so yeah. great to see that together. So, yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's super important. And that's a big through line through these. And um, and, you know, when Maz comes and does, you know, all the narration, you know, we're going to be hitting that home even further. And it's kind of a nice it's 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 uh, it's super important. Super. Awesome. You're making me so excited for the future of this series. Too. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you said, I yeah. can't pick a favorite because it's, it's kind of not ready to air yet. Right. I'm excited for what's coming. Uh, as a big Dave Filoni fangirl, obviously one of my favorite characters is Ahsoka. Um, so the Padawan Path was such a fabulous episode. I think I've watched them all multiple times, but I've definitely come back to the Padawan Path the most. Oh, okay. Um, nice. And Ashley and Matt Leitner back was so special and, and they have such a developed relationship in the Clone Wars that yeah. it, it felt like coming back to old friends in this, you know, in this short two minutes and they were written so wonderfully that it was like I hadn't left them at all from the Clone Wars. Um, so I really That's loved great. that episode. Yeah, no, it was it was so nice. And we had, you know, we had Tom Kane in there for as Yoda. I mean, it was like, yeah. just so it was, and, you know, to have the, you know, in front of the tree, I mean, it was, it was just cool to have that. And it was, you know, once again, you know, we don't have tons of time to tell, you know, it's just about, it's just about showcasing Ahsoka and what she means and, and, and doing the Padawan bead, like kind of ceremony type thing was, mm-hmm. it was, it was, it was, it was just a nice moment without having to have a massive story around something, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, Maz says it in the beginning, you know, small moments. Um, right. And I think that this I'm, – I'm a huge advocate for short stories as well. Um, and I think that Forces of Destiny really does come across as, like, a great medium for, sh- for telling these short Star Wars stories and um, mm-hmm. shows so much about the characters individually. Oh, great. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and that's that, that was what we were going for. And so, uh, obviously, it's hitting home, which is mm-hmm. great to hear. Yeah, it is. So, so many of the characters we've kind of touched on this already um, are so well known to fans already. Characters like Leia um, and Ahsoka and Padme, and even our newer characters like Rey and Sabine and Jen, people feel like they know them so intimately already. Were yeah. there any challenges that you had in trying to capture each of these characters' distinctive voices? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I think, gosh, it's, you know. I don't, I, I think as long as you're true to the voice, I think that's what mattered to us. It's, it's, you know, because, because people do know the voices so well, I, I just think it's, it's staying true to that line of, of their personality is really what, I don't say it was a challenge, but it was just, you know, it was something to keep in mind and, and, and take mm-hmm. note of and make sure we just stayed on focus with that. Um, and I think we did, and I think we did well. I don't think there's any complaints pretty much. I mean, I, it was nice to showcase uh, Padme's um, more active side, which I think is something we wanted to bring out even further, which sometimes we didn't always get to see. So I think that's definitely been a priority. That's awesome. Yeah. What yeah. was so great about that episode was that she was doing negotiations. That was the plan for the dinner, which is that right. politician in Padme. But then she also got to have a little bit of action, too. Yeah. She was, she was talk and action, which I thought yeah. was so great. It was so great that you were able to get both sides of that for her and that, you know, two and a half, three minutes. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think that's who she is anyway. And it's nice to have, 
you know, that, you know, the actionable moment for her to do that. And, 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 and you're, like you said, the short form is a good place to show those kinds of two sides of her. Mm -hmm. So are there any moments that didn't get included in this first batch that you wish did? Oh yeah, of course. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. But I think, I think, you know, the challenge is, you know, keeping it short and keeping it succinct. And, um, I think, you know, I think, you know, you just have to let go of some stuff. And it's always going to be that way. And, um, you know, then, and as you know, there's more coming, so there'll be more moments to, that are going to be wonderful. And, um, the more time goes on, the more I'm like, oh, I forgot. I actually, you know, and then, and then the pain goes away, but, um, of not getting stuff in there. So, uh, it, I'm, I'm just, I'm just really enjoying what has occurred, which is great. Um, I wish I could tell you those moments, but <laughs> you know, that would be all secret <laughs> stuff. So, but, but, I mean, you know, you can. Yeah. <laughs> I can, but you know, no one's going to hear that, but, um, but no, no, it was, uh, yeah, there was definitely some moments, but, um, but look at the moments I got to do. So, you know, there you go. Oh Yeah. It's so incredible. I mean, so when you guys were looking at kind of the timeline of all these characters that you wanted to feature, I mean, did they say we want to see Leia and Endor? How and like how were those kind of decisions made with the story group? Was it we want to see Leia and then you picked kind of where we saw her, you know, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi? Or were you really free to choose what you wanted to showcase? I mean, I think in general, it was, it was what, you know, we kind of all wanted to showcase. I mean, I think there were some notes where like, this group would love this. We told them it's probably not going to be possible. And it's like, I know they want that, but they're probably not going to get that. And then, and then I'm like, well, let's try this. And it kind of worked. So, I mean, there was moments where there were asks, but in general, it was pretty open other than a few things here and there. Yeah. Which is kind of also ter- terrifying. Cause then you have such an open world, like, Oh my God, <laughs> where do you do time and space? I mean, we knew the characters we wanted to concentrate on. So that was, that was, that made it a lot easier. And then you kind of just think in those time periods and what, what kind of moments you want to pull if possible. Yeah. Um, I think something that's so fun is that you get to see, um, different characters together, like Leia and Sabine, um, And I'm so excited to see more of those. Um, And I get I'm excited to like maybe see Hera in the future. Um, Yep. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Definitely. You often hear from writers of Star Wars that like you're given this big sandbox to play in. And so it's interesting to hear you talk about that. And um, so thank you for sharing that with us. Oh, yeah. No, it's thrilling. I mean, we got to, you know, bring some people to the forefront and, you know, that might not necessarily have been on, on, first on the list. And it's like, well, what about this? Like someone like Ketsu would be, you know, a great example of that. Mm-hmm. And she'll be coming up, which, you know, she's been in the, she's been in the posters already. So that's not, that's not news, but, um, but it, it'll, it'll be, it'll be fun to showcase those, you know, her and those kind of relationships and stuff. So yeah, no, it, it is a big sandbox and it's thrilling. <laughs> <laughs> so exciting. Well, speaking of just how vast, the Star Wars universe is. Charlotte and I have a little um, a little game, if you will, that we play with all guests that come onto our show. Um, and we call it our Star Wars dinner. And oh. basically the idea is that you, Jennifer, are throwing a Star Wars dinner and you can invite any five people that you want to your Star Wars dinner. And it can be characters. Um, it can be people who work in the Star Wars universe. But since you've kind of worked with all those people, we're thinking maybe characters for you. Um, but oh. basically we want to know who you would want to have at your Star Wars dinner. And it can be literally anyone you want alive or oh not yeah gosh. exactly and it's fine i might have to five go, people i might have to go really mundane and really boring but really obvious but if this is my star wars dinner i mean i'm, I'm gonna yeah this is okay well i probably would 
yeah, so it's 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 gonna be real people. Definitely gonna be really real people. And yeah. it's gonna be George. It's gonna be Steven Spielberg. It's gonna be uh, Mark Hamill, John Williams. And I'm torn between Harrison Ford and Jet Lucas because Jet would probably kill me if I did not have him at my dinner. What <laughs> wow, is George's Jet. son? And I'm friends yeah. with Jet. And if, although Janina Gavin Carr, I'm very close with too, who's the new you know, lead in Battlefront 2. And I, 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 can I have a bonus person? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, we'll let so, you have a bonus person. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd have to have the, yeah, I'd have to have them there. So th- that's, that's my mundane, really awesome, amazing Star Wars dinner. That's and like yeah. the furthest from mundane. I want to be at that dinner. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, right? George Lucas, Steven Spielberg, John Williams. That's hardly mundane. <laughs> right, you got to have Mark there. I mean, come on. Mark's oh, being hysterical. He's a stand. Yeah. And, and, and John Williams, I'm the biggest like film score composer fan. So like, that's got to have that. And then, you know, like I said, I was, I was like, maybe Harrison, but I'm like, yeah, I probably should vet, invite Jet and Janina. So yeah, that's a, that's a good party, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> really? That good is. Party. A little Skywalker Ranch wine. It'll, it'll be. It'll oh be yeah. <laughs> Perfect. You'll have it at Skywalker Ranch. Not only do you make the guest list, but you also pick the venue. So it can be <laughs> wherever you want to. <laughs> done. Love that. That's the plan. That's the dinner. Perfect. <laughs> That's so great. Well, hopefully Charlotte and I can sneak in on your dinner too. Cause honestly, yes, that sounds a lot like who we tend to invite to our Star Wars dinners. Yes. <laughs> good choices. Good choices. Awesome. Thank you for making me dream this now. <laughs> well, thank you for participating. No, no, it's great. Thank you so much. Um, so uh, I think that's going to conclude our discussion with you, Jennifer. So thank cool. you so much for coming on, but where can our listeners find you? Yeah, I mean, you could totally find me on. Uh, I'm big on the Twitter, so it should be the uh, no, it should be Je- just Jennifer Miro, uh, which is my regular Twitter uh, Twitter handle. Um, I think Instagram is official Jennifer Miro. I have Facebook page, also just regular Jennifer Miro. Um, not regular with the word regular in it because that'd be really <laughs> bizarre. Uh, and uh, yeah, those are my main ones. I mean, I'm on Tumblr there somewhere. You could probably find me. I think the links. And I think my website, you could check out my website at jenmiro.com. So yeah, that's all the places. Awesome. And definitely check her out because she tweets a lot of cool stuff and does a <laughs> lot of really cool things relative to Star Wars. <laughs> thank so, you. Well, thank you so much, Jennifer. It was such a pleasure to have you on Sky Talkers. And um, we hope that we can talk to you again when the next wave comes out. Yeah, that'd be super fun. Thanks, Thank guys. Thank you. Thank you, Senator. I mean, Princess. I mean, Leia. Leia, you keep fighting on the inside. I'll keep fighting on the outside. Welcome to part two of Sky Talkers. In this section, we are going to be covering Twitter questions. And we're really excited. Uh, we had a really great time talking to Jennifer. It was It was so special talking to her. Yeah, it was awesome. And she had some really amazing things to say. And I can't wait to talk about what we thought of Forces of Destiny in this section. It's going to be really fun. What I love so much about talking to writers, and particularly writers like Jennifer, it's that they're not even just a part of Star Wars, like an actor or something. They're actually creating it. Yeah. Which is just crazy to me. It's so cool. I wish that we could trade places (laughs) or I could be in the writer's room because I think it would be so amazing. I'd be down for that. I know. (laughs) I could do that. I just want to make sure I'm working with Dave Filoni though, who, whatever writer I switch places with, you know, I just want to make sure I'm working on the Rebels or, or that Ahsoka movie. (laughs) That Ahsoka movie that's going to come out real soon. It's going to be announced. Man, just slide that into this episode. No problem. (laughs) 
Also, one of the other things that I really loved about Forces of Destiny was that it was the new Star Wars content coming out every freaking day. And that was just, it didn't even matter really what the episode was. It was just the fact that it was this little bite-sized piece of Star Wars that was just coming at you. And you got to look forward to it every day. And the cherry on top was that they were all really great episodes. Um, I know for that week, it was all we were talking about on our text messages. I know. It was so fun. It was honestly the best week ever because it was something to look forward to. And everyone was, you know, tweeting about when it was going to drop and who was it going to be and who was it going to highlight. And it was just so fun. I loved it. And I'm sad that that week is over. And it, it came at a really good time, I think, because there was not a lot of Star Wars content like being thrown around or discussions or anything. And um, it was a good filler until we get Rebels back and then the Last Jedi, I think. Mm-hmm. And if you guys saw on Twitter, Charlotte and I's conversation about Anakin and Ahsoka coming together, it was the I tweeted it out. It was a screenshot of our text message conversation, and we were just losing our minds. We were so yeah. excited to see them back together. Um, but one of the questions we got that I really liked was from Roku Depot, and they asked, which characters in animation do we like the best? And if we could pitch a situation for upcoming episodes, what would it be? Character animation that I liked the best was Padme, because I think that they did a really good job of getting Natalie Portman's likeness. Um, Much better job, I think, than in the Clone Wars. I think she looks good. She even has the beauty mark. Um, Her outfit is cute. Um, I think that she did really well, but a close second would be Ahsoka, because Ahsoka belongs in animation, and she thrives in animation, I think. Until Rosario Dawson gets that standalone movie. Okay, sure, but I really do think. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but I really do think that she looks amazing in animation. You know what I mean? And I think that that carried over even in 2D animation. She looks so good. I think I'd have to agree with you. Padme and Asuka were probably my favorite characters to see in this new animation style. Padme does look so much like Natalie Portman. Mm-hmm. And she she reminds me a lot of Attack of the Clones, Natalie Portman specifically. Padme. Oh, of course, because of the outfit, though. Yeah, but the face too. Yeah, um, I think. And what was great about all of these characters was just they had such expressive eyes. Totally, and th- there's a lot of shots of like just their eyes or them like peeking over something, and I think that it really shows that they have like super expressive eyes. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's great. If you could pitch a situation for an upcoming episode, if Jennifer had let us trade places with her, what would you be presenting to the story group, Charlotte? (laughs) I was just thinking about this and I was like, oh, wouldn't it be so good if Ahsoka overheard (laughs) something with Anakin and Padme? And I hate that my mind goes right there. That's where my mind goes. I think she I think she knows. I'm just going to put that out there. I think she does, too. And I want... I I want, like, another evidence that she could possibly know. Like, maybe she, like, accidentally interrupts something and, like, she doesn't actually see anything and, um, but she, like, comes really close and then she knows it or, like, gives, like, a knowing smile or something. A, a knowing smile. <laughs> I don't think she'd give a knowing smile. I th- or she'd, like, keep it to herself. Okay. No, she'd definitely keep it to herself. I, I don't know about knowing smile. I think she'd be really alarmed, actually. But then I think after the more she thought about it, it would kind of come, it would make sense to her. Yeah, I think she'd be like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> knowing Anakin so well. 
Um, that's funny because my moment was an Ahsoka moment too. What a surprise. <laughs> um, and I, <laughs> this is one that would certainly never get made, just like yours would probably never get made. No offense. Uh, but oh. Ahsoka walking into the temple at Malachor, what happens next? <laughs> just, just two little minutes of <laughs> she walks through the temple door. And what if she like turns on the lights and it turns out to be a surprise party or something, you know, on the inside of the temple? <laughs> With, like, all these Lothcats and all these, you know, Plo Koon and... <laughs> this is, like, a fanfic. Yeah. <laughs> a really, like, a crack fanfic. Yes. <laughs> but, okay, on a serious note, because we're serious people, mm-hmm. what would be a good situation that we haven't seen yet? Who do you want to see more of? Well, I said this in the interview, but I am excited to see Hera... And I think it's Hera and Leia, I could be wrong about that, that have a crossover. And I'm really excited to see what situation that is. I think Where it is, I don't know, but I'm really excited to see that. That will be really neat. I want to see Padme with someone other than Ahsoka. Yeah. It would be cool almost. And I can't, I can't remember Hera's history as well as I should, but if she met Hera's father or something and there was little Hera... Um, like, oh my gosh, that would be so cool. And, and Padme said something to Hera that then we see Hera repeat later on in the Rebels. It's like a moment of inspiration kind of thing. That would be so good. Yeah, I really, yeah, that would be cool. I would love to see Hera and Padme because they're, they're such cool characters. I mean, yeah. they all are, of course, but <laughs> I think that would be a fun pairing. It would be an unexpected pairing. Um, I think that there's a lot of moments that we could see with Jin and we could even see something when she was living with Saw that would be interesting too. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see another moment with that. And um, the Jin episode was one of my favorites. And I think that I'm excited to see more of that. You know, it's a funny thing because um, I was listening to Scavengers Horde the other day and they were like talking about how she has red hair and Felicity Jones doesn't have red hair. <laughs> so going back to the conversation with the animated, like their animated form, like I think Jin looks good. I just think it's kind of funny that they made her like the redhead one when she doesn't have red hair. (laughs) They just had to differentiate between all the brunettes, which is awkward in itself. A lot of brunettes in Star Wars. Yeah. Sabine's hair was a different color than it is in Rebels, was it? Yeah, because it changes all the time. I know, I know. Yeah, and like another another moment with Sabine and Hera would be cool too, obviously. Like I live for moments with them, so Mm -hmm. that would be great. Um, I think there's so many different places that they could explore because these are only two minutes and they really do fill in spots like the Princess Leia, mm-hmm. um, both of the Princess Leia ones and the Ray ones. I heard that John Boyega is going to come for the next season. Oh, yes. So I'm excited <laughs> to see what point they put him in with Ray. And I'm sure it's going to be something like on the Falcon or something. Mm-hmm, probably. That would be great, though, too. I know. It'll be so awesome. Okay, so the next tweet that we got, you know, kind of a combination. So I'll, it, they're from Charlie Ashby and Knight of M, um, some of our faves on Twitter. So they, they said, Anakin lip balm, please. And yes, where is Anakin Scar? So, so like, where is Anakin is Scar? <laughs> Um, I don't know. That was probably the one thing I was really surprised about. And the one thing I would probably change about this series was putting back in Anakin's scar. I don't really understand why it's not there. Okay, I just got to put it out there. 
I don't see a problem with the Anakin animation. I think it's perfect. Anakin is kind of pretty, so why not hashtag pretty Anakin? It's perfect. That's actually what he looks like. He has, like, supple lips like that. It's, oh, my gosh. It's fine. These are, just so you all know, Charlotte had a cardboard cutout of Hayden Christensen when we were younger, so she knows. I still have it. I know you still have it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not with you though in Boston. Is it? Did no. you smuggle that up without me knowing? No, no, no. Um, no. <laughs> so when when Charlotte says that that's what Anakin's lips look like, she knows. <laughs> also, she I've has... met Hayden Christensen, so like, <laughs> this, is true. this is true. You're right. I forgot. <laughs> I think they should have. I think they should have put it in the scar because, yeah, I get that these characters are going to look different and you've got things like different hairstyles and different outfits and things like that that they're going to use. But that's so distinctive of Anakin, especially during this time period. And it's something that he had throughout the Clone Wars, too. So I think it was like forgotten. I honestly do. That's Um, crazy. I don't I know. I don't understand why they did that. I just I think that it was a mistake. I really do. And I bet the next time we see him, he's going to have the scar. Or the opposite, they accidentally forgot to put it on the doll and then also made it in continuity of not putting it on the doll and then putting it, not putting it in animation as well. That's a pretty big mistake to make, TBH. I know, it's annoying. But it it's fine, it's fine. It is. I mean, <laughs> of all things to be wrong, I guess that's not the biggest yeah thing. like we still know it's anakin it's 100 percent anakin it's matt lanter it looks just like anakin he has feathered hair it's great <laughs> um <laughs> also maybe we should talk about how caitlin and i got to go to new york and we made a lipstick yes and oh my i gosh. made my lipstick hashtag pretty anakin and, and i named my lipstick hashtag lucky with luke yep and ba- basically, they're the best lipsticks ever, and I'm not even they, saying just no, saying they, that. They, they like are. actually are. They're the best lipsticks ever. I've been wearing mine every day. Me too. And um, every day, I think about Pretty Anakin, and, and it's just good. Luke Skywalker, and it's <laughs> great. But we did come up with some other names for our lipsticks that were really great. So this is all copyrighted by Sky Talkers Podcast. So. If you want to use these lipstick names, you got to ask us first. <laughs> but one that we really liked, and if we had been getting a red lipstick, we totally would have done this one, called Madame Mustafar, which I yes. love. That was probably my favorite one. If I had done a red lipstick, I totally would have named named it Madame Mustafar. And then we also had Mrs. Nuberry for a berry-colored <laughs> lipstick. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> This is in our taxi ride to the Bite Beauty Lab, and we were discussing what we were going to name our lipsticks and brainstorming. So, so many good puns. It were, was great. Yeah, it was it was really fun. So if you have any good lipstick names, you guys should totally tweet them at us at SkyTalkersPod. Yes, definitely. <laughs> but basically, I just want to say, to round it all out, I really like Pretty Anakin, and I didn't see an, the first time I saw it. I didn't really see an issue with him, and I think all the attention that he's gotten just makes me love it more. To be it, honest, it's just kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think he looks the most different from his Clone Wars slash Rebels slash live action counterpart parts. Plural. I don't. Aren't you he's... excited to see Luke though in animation and see if he's also hashtag Pretty Luke? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's gonna be. So so weird honestly to see luke in animation and speaking and doing things i that's true i'm a little nervous about it but 
I'll be excited nonetheless. It's happening because they have the doll out. I know, I know so. what's happening, but who's the voice? What's what's he gonna sound like? Yeah, we weren't sold on Padme slash Leia voices, and I really don't want to not be sold on a Luke voice. Maybe it's gonna be Mark. Like it could be Mark. He does voices all the time. It could be Mark. Yeah, it definitely could be. That would be great if it was. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to now compare Anakin and Luke at similar ages. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next question is from Suara from Beltway Banthas. He says, talk about Ray, always Ray. Um, Ray's episodes were so good. That's that, it. Again. <laughs> well, I think it's cool. I think it's so amazing that those episodes highlight kindness. And even though, you know, something looks scary, we all have our demons. And the way that Ray handles the situations... It's just so beautiful. It makes me tear up every single time. And it even continues into the next episode where she helps the Nightwatcher worm again. It's just, I love her and I love it. She just has so much kindness in her heart and it's just so beautiful. And it's so Star Wars. It is. I think the Ray episodes really bring home that idea of helping others. And it's so clear and concise for kids. I really love that about Ray's episodes. Sometimes with the other ones featuring the other characters it's easy to get caught up in as older fans of where they are what time period they're in what's going on as far as the canon timeline I think but with Ray's in particular you're kind of just focused on what's going on on Jakku and in that moment and it's just so great to see those aspects of her character kind of being emphasized in these episodes. Yeah, and it really helps us get a, even a better sense of who Rey is because we've only seen her in one movie and she's just so shrouded in mystery. I think that we knew these things about her, obviously, that she's a kind person and has so much kindness in her heart, but it was great to see that again in animation just to drive that home. Um, she's just so beaming with the light side, I feel like. It's just so awesome. We'll see if that light side continues <laughs> in The Last Jedi. Yeah, but I and it was great to hear Daisy's voice and I know we heard... We watched one of these episodes at the Heroines of Star Wars panel at Celebration, which if you go watch the live stream video, (laughs) Keelan and I are like all over. The camera was right on us because we were in the second row. Yeah, we were. (laughs) And we were just like, (laughs) it's so funny. (laughs) Everywhere. It's really funny. And it's funny, too, because we're so cognizant of stuff like that. So you kind of every once in a while, you'll see us turn and look at the camera. Oh, yeah. I was like hamming it up. It's like when we were at the Star Wars show live stage and we were holding up the bumper stickers for our, for the podcast. So good. You can see that, too, if you go back through some of the live stream episodes. <laughs> Look for our little Death Star logo. It pops up. It's it great. It does. We also, we also held up the Leia Shop first one and Anthony Carboni was like, ooh, that's cool from the stage. So good. Bless, bless. Um. <laughs> So then one of the other comments we got was from one of our favorite followers, too, Dean Mays. And he said how cute it was when Chewie became the Wampus Teddy Bear, which I don't think I'd ever looked at that episode like that. But now I can't not look at the episode like that. And then he said, and who else we need as a Forces of Destiny plushy version from the show? So definitely Chewie and the Wampa. Yeah, we actually do have a Wampa plush 
Don't we, Caitlin? You and I both have a wampa plush. We have an ugly wampa plush. I know I do, at least. Yeah, with the arm removed. <laughs> it's so great. It's a little bloody, too. <laughs> you I you, love you it. got me those for my birthday one year. Yeah, they're great. They are great. Do you have one, though? I didn't know you had one. I think I have a different one from Funko. I'll just add it to the list of things you have that you don't tell me about. No, because I think you have one, too, Caitlin, from Smuggler's Bounty. Yeah, no, I do. Who else do we need as a Forces of Destiny plushie? Well, I think that I want the Lothcats and Tukas to be yes. more mainstream than, like, just available, like, online. I want little kids to, like, hug the Lothcats forever. Yeah. Adopt a Lothcat. <laughs> yeah, that um, would be good, too. Uh, a Yoda plushie? Yeah, why not? Why not? Maybe maybe a pretty Anakin plushie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Necessary. Wait, do you think that we're going to get a pretty Anakin doll? Like, I just realized that. We need an Anakin and Padme doll. If I can't buy them together, what's the point? <laughs> what's what's <laughs> What Charlotte's going to do is she's going to buy both of these dolls and set them up to mirror that scene on Naboo in Attack of the Clones and then have her skirt behind it as a backdrop <laughs> and have a little photo shoot with them. Okay, and I'm ready like... for that. <laughs> Charlotte's That's writing. actually happening. Yeah, Charlotte's <laughs> writing this down now as we speak. Let's see. I'm trying to think who else would be. Okay, an R2-D2 plushie would be really great. Also a Chopper one, even though he hasn't appeared yet, just because I think that Chopper would hate to be a plushie, and that's why he needs to be one. Ooh, I want to see Chopper in Forces of Destiny animation form. He would be really great. I want Chopper in everything, so like... <laughs> I, know, I know. I know. We got to put that poll back on our Twitter. Do you remember the one we did a couple months ago about who was the sassier droid, K2SO or Chopper? Yeah. It was. It got really heated. Yeah. It, yeah, so we might have to put that back on our Twitter again and do do a second poll because I think it was like 4951 it was really close I think Chopper is more sassy more snarky I can't remember who I voted for it's a hard choice it's a hard decision um but I think we should move on thank you so much for sending those questions and I enjoyed this like (laughs) Q&A it was was really fun (laughs) tell us if you guys like this kind of Q&A format too because I think this is the first time we've really gone through Twitter questions and responses like this kind of in a list form. So let us know if you like it and you want to see more of it. Or if you if you don't like it, we want to know that too. Definitely. We're safe now. How did I find you? I'm just lucky, I guess. Unlike you, my little friend. Okay, so here we are in part three where I thought we should just take a couple minutes to respond to the super frustrating criticism that Forces of Destiny has gotten since it premiered. And even since it was announced, even though I thought that everyone was really excited for it when it was announced that night before a celebration started. Mm -hmm. um, I think I just wanted to open up with a tweet that I just retweeted today because I think that this underscores why Forces of Destiny is important. At Manabite, Jeremy Conrad tweeted this. Someday, a girl who got into Star Wars because of Forces of Destiny will direct a Star Wars movie, and there's nothing you can do about it. (laughs) Wow, it's great. I just think it's great because it's true. The fact that now Forces of Destiny exists because it showcases a different entry point for people to get into Star Wars. I mean, it's small. It's little. They're short stories. It doesn't mean they're not impactful. For the life of me, I cannot figure out how someone could dislike this. I think I was just so surprised at the amount of hate coming towards Forces of Destiny because 
I get it if you're a 40-year-old man with no daughters or no young sons or anything like that. You're not going to – I would have just thought it it wouldn't have even been on people's radars who weren't interested in seeing it. You know what I mean? I, I think I was really surprised at how many people were vehemently against Forces of Destiny, both in terms of its animation style and in terms of it spotlighting heroines. Um, I think that was – I don't know. That's just really surprised me because I just don't get it. You know, it's not. Yes. The, the stories are, are important in the message that small moments shape us into bigger and better people. But at the same time, there are two minute episodes that aren't meant to redefine star Wars. It's not meant to have these big character revelations for canon. You know what I mean? It's not, that's not its purpose. Its purpose is to get younger fans or to make younger fans. That's what it is. And the fact is, don't we want everyone to love Star Wars? I mean, I think it's better for everyone. Um, Here we are, a couple nerds talking about Star Wars. Like, I want more and more people for Star Wars to have an impact on their life in the way that it had it on me. So if we could give them the opportunity to, you know, see these different type of stories when they're really young and then grow up with Star Wars, I, I, I think that everyone wins. And I think the animation is beautiful. I'm so glad that it's a return to 2D animation. And I think highlighting these female characters is important because their screen time is smaller than their male counterparts. And I think that the being able to showcase them is an unbelievable platform for young kids to see. It is. And I think one of the things that's kind of bothered me most about a lot of the discourse surrounding Forces of Destiny is this idea that it's targeted solely for young girls, for little girls. And I I get Mm -hmm. it. It is to a certain extent. But then also this idea that why can't little boys enjoy Forces of Destiny either? This idea that it's only for young girls. It's just crazy. And it's this idea that young girls are expected and and should love Star Wars heroes like Luke and Anakin and and Obi-Wan, but young boys don't have that same expectation to like heroines either. That discourse has really frustrated me, honestly. It's so so frustrating. It is. And and it's like, our favorite characters are male characters, you know? Yeah. Anakin and our favorite characters, but then Padme and Ahsoka are too, so it, I don't know, and it's, it's, frustrating yeah and the thing is is that another part of it is that the conversation about finishing the clone wars doesn't ever seem to seize and uh, you know what i want the clone wars to be finished as much as the next person i really do it's my favorite series and i think i honestly like it more than rebels i still do and it kept my fandom going when it was canceled i was sad but you know what i'm very excited for what we got instead of the Clone Wars, a whole new slate of films, a new Mm -hmm. TV show. And I know that within the conversation, people are like, why are we spending money on this sort of animation when we should just finish the Clone Wars? But to me, the the thing is, the Clone Wars aren't going to be finished. It was a Cartoon Network property. Yeah, it's not happening. I mean, like Charlotte said, I would love for Clone Wars to be finished. Believe you me, as someone who rewatches the untold stories of Ahsoka panel at least every other month mm-hmm. <laughs> in Celebration Europe, I want those stories told. It's just. But it's aren't not- you satisfied with the conclusion that we got? I, I, I am. I mean, yeah, I'm satisfied. Yeah. Um, I'd always love more. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't as abrupt an ending as it could have been. 
You are you I talking think about the season it's five ending or the lost episodes? Both. I think that both are fine finishes to the Clone Wars. I, do too. I think I, that I, we I, know exactly where it goes into Revenge of the Sith. I don't yeah, think I, I need I, any more. Watching the end of season five is it's a really bitter, it's a really tragic ending, but isn't Star Wars. So I, I think season five is actually a really poignant ending for the series as well. Even though I know that's not how it was originally intended to finish. Yeah, and then I know people also draw comparisons to the Clone Wars micro series, which I did really like. It's not my favorite. I like the Clone Wars more. But again, that served a totally different purpose. It also yeah. wasn't for little, little kids. It served a purpose to bridge a gap between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith when they needed it most. And it had to introduce a new character, General Grievous. That was its purpose. Yeah. And I think it's great. Um, and I think it provides like a really cool bridge between those that isn't covered in the Clone Wars. But I think that they're totally different. And I don't understand why we can't have all like of these both. things. Yeah. <laughs> well, one, of, one of the other big criticisms I've seen... Not even a criticism, an annoyance, it seems from certain people, is that it's Forces of Destiny are just a big merchandising push for these dolls coming out. And to that I say, Star Wars has always been about merchandise. <laughs> Star Wars invented the game of movie merchandise. So, of course, it's going to be about pushing its merchandise. Everything is about pushing merchandise in the Star Wars world. And that's how it's always been. Yeah. yeah that, that one I'm just like... Um, do you guys remember the the Kenner Christmas special where you literally got a cardboard sheet <laughs> of, that said IOU five Star Wars action <laughs> figures in six months? I mean, the fact that we have Force Friday, which is all about merchandise. Yeah, no one has an issue with that. Yeah, no one has an issue with that, <laughs> but like this is this is a problem. <laughs> Things like that I just don't understand. <laughs> And then, too, people talking about um, how it's frustrating to have all of these animated series that are aimed at children and nothing for older adults when you in, have the movies. In which we remind you, <laughs> George Lucas wanted it kids to be young for kids. People, <laughs> young people. And I think I saw a couple times people talking about how Star Wars was initially made for young boys. That's what who it was targeted for. And sure, maybe there were more young boys watching it at the time, and there still are today in a lot of ways. Um, but that's never been in George Lucas's discussions about Star Wars. He's always said young people. He's never said young boys, young girls, young adults. It's always been young people. And one of the early concepts for Star Wars was going to be focused on a woman instead of who ended up the character who ended up being Luke Skywalker. I know, and they repurposed that concept for Ray, and we're all better because of it. I don't know. I don't think I realized how important it was to have female representation on screen until I saw Wonder Woman. Yeah, and I think that's that's that sounds like a crazy thing to say because yes, I always I always enjoyed female characters, and I loved characters like Padme and Leia, and they were so inspiring, and they still are. But to to feel the way I felt after I came out of Wonder Woman was was insane. And there was that tweet at the time that was like, no wonder men feel like they can rule the world. They've had all these superheroes to look up to for the past 70 years. And I think it's great that little kids, girls, and boys are getting to see heroes of all shapes and sizes and genders. 
um, and it's going to inspire them in their own acts of heroism throughout their everyday life. I completely agree. And Wonder Woman, to me, was amazing also because it was outside of the male gaze and Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways Force of Destiny is as well, given the fact that we have such an amazing writer as Jennifer um, writing it. And I just think it's an amazing thing. And I think that it's so fun to have these little episodes that I can return to. Yeah, Um, it is. At the end of the day, they're just, it's under an hour worth of content when it's all said and done. (laughs) Yeah. And it's creating this much of a stir, which is kind of insane, but I guess it's a conversation that needs to be had, you know? Mm -hmm. All I know is I can't wait until I get back home to Georgia and I get to show my nieces Force of Destiny. I think Um, you're going to have to, like, record what they say after it or something. Yeah. Because I want to know what they – or, like, take a picture, record it, do something. Hopefully it's a good reaction. They don't watch a ton of TV because they still don't have very long attention spans, but – But exactly. That's why this works. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So hopefully they like it. It it might still be a little too much for them, but I honestly think that the Ray episodes, they'll probably respond to the best. Yeah, I wouldn't show them – the one with Padme and Ahsoka, no, and maybe not, not the one with Sabine and Leia, but no, maybe I, I would. I, like maybe they can handle it. Who knows? Yeah, Who I don't knows? know. I think. Well, I don't know. Maybe I'll start with the Leia, Leia's dress episode. Oh yeah, because they're like they're very much into dress up right now too. So I think her getting a new dress, they'd probably really like to. In the Ewoks, they have like their bears that they sleep with at night and stuff. So I'm sure they. They probably recognize that too. Oh, that should be the first figure that you get them then. I know their birthday's next weekend too, and I was like, oh, what if I get them Star Wars? The you should. Figures. <laughs> I know. I just got to find one. Two. There's two of them. I got to find two of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. You do. And then yeah. and then you can get them Luke someday, and yeah. then it would be I like know. you giving them twins. Wow. They're twins, well, I, by the I, way, listeners. They're twins. So, I mean, for me, at the end of the day, that's more so, honestly, than than the fact that it's heroines and the fact that it's Star Wars, more so than anything, it's that I get to share these little moments with my nieces that I know they'll be able to digest and understand and that this can be something that we do together that is manageable for them at this young age and they start to, to experience Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And that's why it matters. Yeah, that's why it matters. Go watch Forces of Destiny, guys. Um, But I think that's going to conclude today's episode. It's always a pleasure, and we hope you guys enjoyed our interview with Jennifer uh, this episode. And we have a little bit of housekeeping for our Patreon subscribers. First is uh, apology, because we did not get our July Patreon episode up, and we are so very sorry. It's been a bit of a crazy month for both of us. But in, to make up for that, we are going to do not only our July Patreon episode, which will be coming out this week sometime or early next week, but we're going to be doing our August Patreon episode, and then we're going to do a special something for our Patreon, um, for our patrons coming out this month. So stay tuned for that. Again, we're really sorry we didn't get the July episode out, but we're going to make it up to you. We promise. And I think this would be a good moment to thank our patrons, Chuck, Amy, Emma and Dean. And then as well, um, if you guys have been following our Machete series too, we do bonus episodes about movies from the actors of Star Wars. So first we did Ewan McGregor, and this week we are doing Mark Hamill's Corvette Summer, which 
I love that movie, you guys. It's a crazy ride. <laughs> and so that episode will be up on our Patreon page for free sometime this week, too. So you can check out our Twitter to find out when that drops. Um, and you can also check out our Patreon page as well. Um, so I think that is going to wrap up this episode of Sky Talkers This Galactic Life. Uh, just an FYI, we do have a Tee Public store and we've got some really awesome merch there and some new stuff coming out soon. So get excited for that too. Yes. <laughs> and don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Sky Talkers Pod or individually at Crarity and Caitlin Plusher. Um, and we're also on Instagram, posting away about fandom. Um, at Sky Talkers Podcast is where we are there. And for everything, this podcast and where to listen and um, other episodes, you can head to our website, skytalkers.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. And one more thing, I know this has been a lot at the end of the episode, but thank you so much to those of you who have left us a review on iTunes. It seriously means the world to us, and they really help our show too. Um, So if you haven't given us a review yet and like what we're doing, we'd really appreciate if you headed on over to iTunes and typed out a little note about whether you like our show. Um, So that's a lot of social networks and internet stuff. So thanks for sticking it out to the end. And we will see you next time for Empire Strikes Back discussion. May the force be with you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Sky Talkers, This Galactic Life, part of the Assembly of Geeks podcasting network. Find the girls on skytalkers.com and we'll see you next time.